You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? It is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendous. I am a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host of this Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. Welcome back to another fresh week here at the Locked On Rams podcast. I appreciate you guys for checking back in with me here for another week of off-season coverage related to the Los Angeles Rams. And we're really getting ready to gear up, heading into free agency here, which is going to kick off in just a few short days. So expect the Rams to start making some moves relatively soon. I'm not really sure how they're going to kick it off or when they anticipate on kicking it off. But as of right now, only one NFL team, I believe, has less cap space than the Los Angeles Rams do. And the Rams are obviously above the cap right now and a relatively significant amount as well. I believe around 30 to 35 million, depending on what the number is going to come in at in terms of the salary cap. So this episode is going to be a fun one. We're going to continue our Mock Draft Monday series with the first segment being another Mock Draft that I concocted on the PFF Mock Draft Simulator. Then in the second segment, I'm going to dive into one free agent fit that one of my colleagues wrote at PFF, a defender that the Rams could very well add in free agency. And then in the final segment, we'll go over some comments from left tackle Andrew Whitworth and defensive tackle Michael Brockers as they relate to the Rams and the new quarterback in Matthew Stafford, which was a very fascinating quote from Michael Brockers. So to begin, we will dive into the Mock Draft first. And I keep trying to bring up new names here, as I mentioned. I don't want to keep drafting the same names and going through the same motions. So I tried to draft a bunch of new names here. And I think this draft ultimately turned out to maybe be my least favorite from the four or five that I've done so far. But there are some good names in this list and some guys I want to highlight. And there are a handful of names that I think Rams fans would ultimately really like. And I've seen them talking about certain guys that... I did ultimately draft here, so it's going to be fun to go over them together. And to begin at pick number 57, I went with Jackson Carmen, the tackle slash guard out of Clemson. I actually did not trade down in this draft, though I did in the past few. Uh, I ultimately decided to go with Carmen at this spot because I think he's a guy who can play left tackle in the league or even right tackle, I guess. And if for whatever reason that does not work out, he to me looks like a not necessarily a surefire player because there's never a guarantee coming out of the draft, but somebody you can plug in at the guard spot and they are going to be very, very productive. That's the way I view him. He's very smooth. He's got very nice feet, very nice hands. He's got a lot of power. He's a very good run blocker. He's good at working into the second level and locating defenders on the second level, sealing them off with blocks. Uh, I think he's smooth and pass pro. I'm not really sure why he's not talked about more. Now he is a guy that's very young. So He might not be ready to start from day one, though I do think it is a possibility. And not only that, but it does talk about the potential growth that there might be left in terms of his potential and his development, because I think he's only 20, maybe 21 years old at oldest. So a guy that's very young, has a lot of room to grow, can come in, probably play tackle in the NFL and probably do it pretty well. And if not, I feel like he's going to be a very, very good guard convert at worst. And so Carmen is a guy I would love to see the Rams draft ultimately coming up here in a few short months. Moving on, I pick 101 and 103. I drafted Kay Johnson, wide receiver out of South Dakota State, and Chaz Surratt, the linebacker out of North Carolina. 
Johnson and Surratt were both at the Senior Bowl. So those were two names to highlight, obviously, with the Rams' penchant for drafting guys from the Senior Bowl. Johnson, I think, probably moonlights more as a slot receiver at the next level. A guy who's very good at route running. He can separate with ease. He's got very good hands. Uh, He kind of reminds me of a Tyler Boyd style of player. So I'm not really sure that he really adds all that much in terms of different ability to the Rams wide receiver core. They have guys like Johnson already, and they probably could use somebody who's more vertical. But at the end of the day, you know, the Rams might move on from a guy like Robert Woods in the near future in terms of one or two years down the line. Or I guess even Cooper Cup could be a possibility in that regard too. And Johnson would give you a great backup plan in the case of an emergency, of an injury, or if those guys ultimately do move on in the next year or two. And Surratt was a guy that I think a lot of people, specifically Rams fans, very much like. He's a former quarterback. I don't know how you go from quarterback to linebacker. That just could not be more different philosophically. But a guy who's very athletic, he just ran a 4 6 Four, I believe it was at his pro day. So a little bit iffy on the times. Obviously, the pro day numbers are always a little bit sketchy. But a guy that I think has a lot of ability. Now, he is older. He's, I believe, 24 years old. He does have short arms. So there's a lot of concerns there as well. But I still think he's got room for growth. And you typically don't say that about guys that are nearly 25. But at the same time, you know, he's a guy that hasn't played linebacker all that long. I think he's got more room to grow as a linebacker, and ultimately he could be a day one starter for the Rams at the inside linebacker spot. The final three picks, I wrapped them up with Josh Myers, the center out of Ohio State, Hamilcar Rasha Jr., the edge rusher out of Oregon State, and Brian Robinson Jr., the halfback out of Alabama. So Myers I went with because I really like the nasty mentality that he brings from an interior offensive line perspective. Those guys need to be tough as hell. Obviously, they're going to be in the trenches all game long. I think he does a very good job looking for work that excites me. I think if you plug him in at either guard spot or even the center spot, you're going to get a guy who's very nasty, very chippy, and he's going to do whatever he can to essentially block the guy across from him. So that is a name I like there. After him was Russia Jr., He is a big question mark in terms of where he projects best at the next level. He's an edge rusher technically, but he is no way going to be able to play three downs. He is way too light. He cannot hold up on the edge at 225, 230 pounds. That's just too light. Uh, So to begin his career, he's probably going to have to be a designated pass rusher, but that doesn't really matter. If you can get after the quarterback, you can be a guy who's going to be valuable to an NFL roster. And I look at him similar to a guy like Bruce Irvin coming out of Western Virginia almost a decade ago at this point. The Seattle Seahawks drafted Irvin. I believe it was in the top 15. And I think they could have very similar career paths in terms of what they bring to the table and where they win and how they are used at their best. And to wrap it up, I went with Robinson Jr., the halfback out of Alabama, a big bodied guy, a guy who's graded out very well according to PFF and somebody who can replace Malcolm Brown because Malcolm Brown is a free agent for the Rams here in a few weeks and is a big bodied short yardage goal line style of back. I think Robinson can do an adequate job at replacing him in that backfield alongside guys like Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson Jr. Coming up in just a moment, we're going to talk about the opposite side of the ball, a specific name that I would very much like to see the Rams target, written by one of my colleagues at PFF. He believes this player would be a great fit for the Rams in free agency. And while we've got you, make sure to come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QB's MVP, and you can find the page at Locked On Rams. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, and Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. 
Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Just go ahead to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That's BetOnline.ag. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, Big Ben is back in yellow and black. Is that a good thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the second segment of the Locked On Rams podcast. This is going to be your Monday version of this pod. So I appreciate you guys for tuning back in for another fresh week with me, your host, Sosa Cremendias. And I did mention before the break that we are going to dive into an article that was written over at PFF.com by my colleague, Seth Galina. He picked one perfect free agent match for every single NFL team and ultimately the Los Angeles Rams were given some help at the linebacker position here with a name that I have been very intrigued by over the last two maybe even three seasons and ironically enough a guy that is actually from California I feel like I've said that about like 50 free agents so far I feel like every player is from California when it comes to the NFL so that's obviously a good thing Somebody is probably going to want to go back to their home state, specifically if it's as beautiful as California. So that's always a nice upper hand advantage that the Rams and the Chargers and some of the other teams in California are going to hold, right? They play in this huge market. They play in one of the most beautiful cities in the world, an amazing state, obviously no snow, all that kind of stuff, nice weather, nice climate. And there are some downsides as well, like more taxes and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I don't think a lot of these guys are all too concerned when it comes to tax purposes. And the name that Seth did pick for the Rams here is linebacker Jayon Brown, formerly of the Tennessee Titans. He is going to be entering this season at 26 years old. He's wrapping up his first four years in the NFL with the Titans. A very, very good player. This is a guy who can work sideline to sideline. He was a former fifth round pick. So not really somebody that was all that highly touted coming out of UCLA. Again, ironically enough, California. But this is a dude that has very much developed for the Titans and has been one of the bright spots on the defensive side of the ball for the Titans, right? You looked at him playing next to a guy like Rashawn Evans. I feel like that duo at linebacker was one of the more underrated linebacker duos in the league. You look at some of the grading when it comes to PFF. His rookie season, not that great, a 54.1 grade. In 2018, though, he took a step closer to, I would say, the elite tier of linebackers. Now, nobody really recognized him as such, but when you look at the grading, you look at the numbers, you look at his performance, I think that's pretty well suggested that, you know, he was in that borderline elite tier of linebackers. He had an 81.2 elite PFF grade. And since then, you know, his grade has dropped off a little bit, 68.8 in 2019, and even a bit lower again, 66.4 in 2020. But this past season, he dealt with some injuries. I'm not really sure which, I can't recall, but they did limit him to only 11 games of playing time. So, you know, it's probably fair to expect that those injuries also limited his effectiveness when he was on the field. And, you know, it's unfortunate for Brown because now he's going to hit the free agent market coming off you know, one of his worst seasons as a pro after he was not healthy, all that kind of stuff. So very bad timing for him. But ultimately, I think it could lead to somebody getting a much better player than his price tag could indicate. At the end of the day, it's going to be very hard to project what kind of price tag these guys are looking at in this weird COVID free agent experiment that we're about to see here. 
I feel like a lot of guys might have to settle for cheaper deals than they probably would want. We don't even know the salary cap price just yet. And free agency is like seven days away from starting. So very strange offseason. It's going to be very hard to project just how much a guy like Jayon Brown could get on the open market. Now, you know, if we are talking about your regular offseason, I think Brown is the guy that could get pretty close to topping that linebacker group when it comes to actual money. Now, I don't think he's going to be linebacker one in terms of money or linebacker two, but I do think Jayon Brown could see, you know, upwards of 10 to 12, maybe $13 million a year, even if a team was inclined to actually have some salary cap space and try to upgrade their linebacker spot. And so it's going to be tough to say whether I think this is a legitimate possibility or not. But if we are talking about actual fit and we are talking about a player who's very talented, a player who's only 26 years old, a guy who could ultimately still have more room to grow, more room to develop, a guy who does his best work in zone coverage. He can move around spot drop in zones. He can play a lot of different styles of coverages. Uh, he's a guy who can put his nose into offensive linemen and bang with them and go against the run and actually be productive against the run inside of the box. You know, he's a guy I think that could move around pretty well and be used as a blitzer. I don't really think he's all that limited in terms of any part of his game. And, you know, that's a guy that should ultimately be paid a lot of money when it comes to free agency. But again, it's going to be hard to project. When you actually look at some of the numbers, this past season was one of the worst of his career, like I mentioned. But I mean, he had an interception. He allowed only three touchdowns. So it wasn't all that bad. You look at the yards, only 328 yards given up in coverage. That's 8.9 yards per reception. So not that terrible, but again, not his best. He actually didn't even allow a touchdown in 2019 or in 2018. He did have one interception in each of those seasons as well. And then in 2017, he allowed one single touchdown. So he's only been beaten for four touchdowns in four seasons, has three interceptions, 20 pass breakups, and 85.4 NFL passer rating allowed in his coverage. And ultimately, only 9.2 yards per reception allowed. So this is a guy that I think could very well come to the Rams, immediately establish himself as not only the best linebacker on the team, there would be no questions about that in my opinion. He would ultimately come in, walk in, be a starter from day one, and I do think that he would make a great fit for the defense. I think he would be a great leader for the defense, but at the end of the day, not knowing just how much cap space the Rams are going to have just yet, it's very tough to project whether or not this is actually going to be a realistic possibility. We don't know if the Rams are going to be inclined to create a little bit more space because they do have the flexibility to do so. They could go into this offseason with anywhere between, you know, three to five to eight million dollars in salary cap space. Or if they're inclined to really make a push for a potential Super Bowl run or something similar to that, you know, they could make their way to 15, 20, 25 million dollars in salary cap space. But obviously that has a cost and that bill would need to be fit later on down the line at some point in the future maybe next year maybe two years down the road but it really depends on what the strategy the Rams have going into this offseason is because they do have the flexibility to make a lot more room to go add very good players around Matthew Stafford to help make a playoff push and a Super Bowl push in the 2021 NFL season and that is what we are going to talk about in the next segment some interesting quotes from left tackle Andrew Whitworth on his intention to return and play football in 2021, as well as defensive tackle Michael Brockers, 
who did mention something very interesting about new quarterback Matthew Stafford and his comparison to former quarterback Jared Goff. And make sure to keep checking back with us at the Locked on Rams podcast, where we are going to continue our offseason coverage for the Los Angeles Rams all offseason long. The fitness industry is incredibly confusing and oversaturated with BS information. I'd like to think that my word holds a lot of weight as I have tried every single protein bar, snack, and dessert you could honestly imagine over the last two and a half years when I lost 155 pounds over my weight loss journey, and there is no protein bar like the Built Bar. I promise you guys, it is by far the best on the market. The texture is completely unmatched by any protein bar I've ever tried, and they have so many different flavors, all of which are very delicious and very good. 18 different flavors to be exact. You can pick and choose really anything you like. There is no shortage of variety. And the bars are also healthy. They're low in calories. They're low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber. And they even work for you if you are on the keto diet. You even get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson could be on the move this offseason. Tune into Locked On Seahawks and Locked On Texans to hear what our local experts are willing to trade for these star quarterbacks. Listen to Locked On Seahawks and Locked On Texans on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the final segment of this Monday edition of the Locked On Rams podcast. I appreciate you guys for sticking around and tuning in all the way to the end of the episode here. We did mention before the break that we are going to dive into two very interesting quotes from left tackle Andrew Whitworth and defensive tackle Michael Brockers. Not really related, but they both came out at the same time. So I figured let's cover them together and sort of break down what these gentlemen are talking about here. To begin with Whitworth, his quote and his recent comments really are related to his intention to come back and play, which I think most people pretty much expected and you know, at this point was pretty much a foregone conclusion that Whitworth was going to return in 2021. He was going to be starting at left tackle for the Rams again. And in his quote, he did say, the plan is to prepare myself to play and to plan to be back. But obviously, I have no idea what's going to happen with our salary cap situation. You go through the offseason, you make sure you check off all the little things that are feeling good and doing great. So it's a longer process than probably saying, hey, I'm back. But it sounds like Whitworth is intending to come back. Now, I'm a little bit surprised at these comments because I felt like Whitworth was pretty much a 100% certain guarantee to come back. And now his words sort of sound like, you know, he's teetering the line of, yeah, I want to come back, but I'm not 1 million percent sure that it's going to happen just yet. So that is a very interesting quote because I felt like Whitworth was pretty much guaranteed to come back. And so, you know, if Whitworth ultimately chooses to hang them up or the Rams simply can't afford to pay him again or whatever the case may be, it's going to be a big issue, I think, for the offensive line. The guy is a elite talent at the left tackle spot. There's no questions about that. His play has not fallen off whatsoever, even though this past season he got hurt and missed, I want to say, six or seven games there towards the end of the season. He came back in the playoffs, did not miss a beat. The guy was one of the best left tackles in football this past season. And ultimately, I think the Rams need to do whatever they can to try and get Whitworth back and have some stability on that offensive line, which already has another free agent here at the center spot in Austin Blythe. And maybe the more fascinating comment was Michael Brockers's. He was asked by TMZ. Geez, I feel like TMZ just runs up on whoever, whenever. And ironically enough, Brockers was pretty much asked to compare former quarterback Jared Goff to new quarterback Matthew Stafford. And 
his quote was pretty interesting. I think I think it's truthful at the end of the day, and I do agree, but it's always fascinating to hear players come out and you know really speak how they feel. So his quote said, is it a level up in my heart deeply just understanding what he brings? It's a level up. It's a level up. Comparing Stafford to Jared Goff saying Stafford is going to bring a little bit more to the table than Jared Goff did and ultimately that he is a step in the right direction and an improvement. And in the second part of his quote, he said, I don't want to say a lock in terms of the Rams getting back to the Super Bowl because it's any given Sunday in this league. That's just respect to each and every team. So I don't want to say we're a lock for the Super Bowl, but having a quarterback like that and just seeing what we did last year and just seeing what he can bring to this team, there's no wonder why we can't win it all. And I totally agree with Michael Brockers here now. There is a little bit more pressure in terms of the added pressure and the expectations on the Rams now. They're all in in terms of the draft picks traded, the salary cap situation, going to go get a guy like Matthew Stafford, who's not really young. I mean, he's 34 now, and you know he's nearing that end of his career where presumably he's trying to make a deep playoff push, obviously a chance at a Super Bowl ring, things like that. The Rams are clearly going out of their way to extend this Super Bowl window and try to go capture it right now. So the expectation is is that they pretty much have to go very far and there's going to be no option to do anything other than that. Anything short of a potential championship game in the NFC, maybe a Super Bowl appearance, maybe a Super Bowl ring, depending on who you ask, is going to be a disappointing season. And so the Rams are now in a spot where they traded for this quarterback. They got a significant upgrade, I believe. I think most people agree to going from Goff to Stafford. And now, ultimately, the chips are pretty much all pushed into the middle of the table. The Rams are all in, and they're essentially gearing up to go make a run for a Super Bowl like they did in 2018, except hopefully this time around, they can finish the job and get it done in 2021. That is all we got for you guys on this Monday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. I appreciate you guys for sticking around and listening to the entire episode. And just a reminder, keep coming back to us here At the Locked On Rams podcast, we are one week away from the legal negotiating period opening for the free agency period in the NFL. So things are really about to gear up over the course of the next week. And just a reminder, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QBsMEP and you can find the page at Locked On Rams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more. 